And hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of the Unified Rules of Podcast. Here are your hosts, as usual, Eric Hamidi, Edmund Kwan. And Edmund, I don't know, it seems like it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I'm stoked to see you here and to do another recording, do another episode. Yeah, man. I, I feel like everybody got busy. I, I don't know what else to explain it. It's just <laughs> everything's more expensive. I guess everybody has to work more. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you're saying that because I was talking to my girlfriend who I was saying to her just how expensive everything is getting. And I'm it's really something I'm starting to notice. Yeah, dude. I think this month I I only filled up my gas tank at Costco. Oh, that literally made a huge difference in my bills and everything. Gas is crazy expensive. And the fact that like I had to schedule and carve out like an extra hour and a half a week so I can like save some money. And that had a significant impact on my expenses is it's crazy, man. At least for my local Costco, it's packed from the moment they open all the way to when they close mm. the line literally goes off the parking lot and like around the block it, it's crazy i mean yeah i mean we're definitely seeing the increased prices i mean i don't know it started hitting me like a ton of bricks when i started looking at my finances my earnings or how much i need to earn every month and seeing how expensive everything is, not just gas prices, I'm just thinking, holy shit, man, this it's getting a little tough. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I'm also feeling the heat because we are definitely in the midst of summer. So it's sort of the, the norm or the usual with these recordings where it's just really hot. And I don't know, I just really feel it because I can't turn on the fans or the air conditioning because I don't want it to affect the audio. But I'm in the same boat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But anyway, so yeah, UFC 276 is on Saturday. It's their annual 4th of July, first weekend of July, early July pay-per-view card, because I remember in 2020, they didn't have it on 4th of July weekend. They had it the week after that. So it's that early July timeframe. And there is some correlation between that fight card, 251, that happened in 2020 and this one. We'll get into that later, but we just thought we would give our predictions and kind of give you an idea of what we're going towards, what we're leaning towards, and why we're going with said fighters. Let's do it. Who's up on the block? Okay, so Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. So I don't know. I, I can go first if you want me to. I can kind of give you my sort of bullet points here, or what? what do you think? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this one, it's interesting because I kind of see myself going a little bit back and forth on this one, or just I can sort of see an argument to be made for Pedro Munoz. And there's a part of me that kind of thinks that maybe he can do it because... Pedro Munoz has fought a lot of elite competition lately, and this is a real step up in competition for O'Malley. Not his first step up in competition, but it is a step up. But I don't know. I guess I guess I'm gonna buy into the hype train or what ha what have you, and just go with Sean O'Malley. I guess I'll I'll pick him to win the fight. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat too. Oh, really? He is. I guess the more noticeable fighter for me. And well, but I mean, there's also he's pretty some... crazy though. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe just from what I've seen, Sean O'Malley is just a lot more of a dynamic striker. He's just he's just fun to watch in the in the octagon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some physical attributes though that I'm basing my decision off of. For instance, I'm looking at it right now. Sean O'Malley is five foot eleven. Pedro Munoz is five foot six. Sean O'Malley has a 72-inch reach. Pedro Munoz has 64 and a half. Leg reach, Sean O'Malley's is 40 inches. 
Pedro Munoz is 36 and a half inches. And then also the fact that Sean O'Malley is younger than Pedro Munoz. So those are kind of the things that I'm basing my decision off of. I mean, he's younger. He's more dynamic. Has he even lost? He's, no, he, he did. Lost, yeah, he, he did lose one bout. It was against Marlon Vera, who's doing really well for himself these days. But that was a little controversial because from my understanding, he got injured. So there's a little bit of an asterisk to that loss there. But I feel like this fight against Pedro Munoz is the first high level fighter he's faced since then. And it's just the fact that Sean O'Malley, he's fought a lot of people who may not be at his level. That's sort of why I can kind of see an argument for Pedro Munoz, but I don't know. It just, it just sort of seems like when he, ha when Sean O'Malley has the size advantage and when he's facing off against a skilled fighter, who's not, I guess, too, too elite, then he does well against them. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm saying that, Pedro Munoz is a skilled fighter, but not elite elite is because if you look at his last 10 fights, he's five and five. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Sean O'Malley. Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially on these smaller weight classes, the size advantage is, is a huge, huge factor. I mean, can't that be said about the heavier weight classes, especially heavyweight? Yeah, I think so, but I, I feel like power plays a lot more too in the heavier weight classes i mean just based on physics like a 200 pound dude punching you if he's not even like going 100 percent, he just has a higher chance of knocking you out because he's so, so it's, big so it's kind of like, like a smaller guy so it's kind of like size is more of a factor in the heavier weight classes but it still plays a role in the lighter weight classes i i think in terms of size just because Sean O'Malley's so tall and long, it's a great neutralizer to power. And I'm not saying like Pedro Munoz, he doesn't have power, but is he really going to put the power down when it counts if he needs to? You know what I mean? And why wouldn't he put some muster behind it, if you will, or what would stop him? Just the difficulty of closing in on Sean O'Malley because he's so big. Oh, so like because of Sean's size, he has the reach advantage, can keep him at a distance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there are these attributes that Sean O'Malley has that I feel like could overwhelm Pedro Munoz. It's just that there's a little bit of an if factor where it's like, okay, this is Sean O'Malley's first real tough fighter since the Cheeto Vera fight, Marlon Vera fight. And I mean, I'm talking about how Pedro Munoz is five and five in his last 10 fights. And it sounds like a knock and it's a rough record. But the thing is, that's pretty, I'm also giving him a lot of compliments because listen to his last 10 fights. He has fought no slouches in his last 10 fights. Here we go. His last 10 fights were against Rob Font, who's in the top 10, top 15 at Bantamweight right now. John Dodson, he's a former UFC flyweight title challenger. Brett Johns, Brian Caraway, Cody Garbrandt, former UFC bantamweight champion. Aljamain Sterling, current UFC bantamweight champion. Frankie Edgar, former UFC lightweight champion. Jimmy Rivera, Jose Aldo, former WEC and UFC featherweight champion and Dominic Cruz, former UFC and WEC bantamweight champion. That's a tough lineup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping you'd be a little more impressed. Look, I mean, he didn't win all those fights. No, no, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just giving the point that he's fought the cream of the crop, and yeah. that's why he's had a little bit of a mixed record. So right. even though, basically, my point is that even though he's 5-5, five and five, let's give him some praise because he's fighting these legends, world beaters, champions, former champs, all that stuff. Right, right, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my point basically is that because Pedro has fought these elite level fighters and this elite competition, it just makes me 
give Pedro Munoz more of a chance than if Sean O'Malley was fighting somebody else. But I don't think any of them are as long and tall as Sean O'Malley. I'm trying to think. I don't think Aljamain Sterling's like six foot, is he? Let's take a look. That's Aljamain a Sterling. None of these guys are like six foot tall, like Sean O'Malley. Let's see. Aljamain Sterling, he is 5'7". Let's see. Frankie Edgar is... No, he's not. No, no, no. I just wanted to know his official height. 5'6". How tall is Pedro Munoz? 5'6", okay. Probably the tallest guy he fought was Dominic Cruz. 5'8", okay, that's one of them. Or is it Brian Caraway? 5'9". How tall is Garbrandt? 5'7". Rivera. 5'4". Wow. And then Rob Font. That's like the last one. 5'8". Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, none of these guys are 5'11". Okay. Hmm. You know, you bring up a good point, Edmund. You bring up a very good point. Yeah. I mean, again, mainly I feel like this comes down to the size advantage that Sean O'Malley has. Yeah. Because he's like a freak of nature in that division. No one is that tall with that much of a reach. Yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. seems like the things are going in Sean O'Malley's favor. I mean, that's why I'm leaning towards him, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it's not going to be too big of a shocker for me if Pedro wins. I don't know. Honestly, I might be pretty shocked just because hmm. the size discrepancy and he's just Sean O'Malley's still young and really active, so... Nah, I mean, yeah. yeah, there are things working in his favor. I just think that, like, I guess I just give him a chance because of the high-level competition he's faced, which I think is higher than Sean O'Malley's. I think we can agree on that, can't we? Yeah, I agree. Okay. But All he right. hasn't found anyone as big, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but we're both going with Sean O'Malley, basically. Okay, cool. So the next fight, I feel like this we may have different answers to. But it's supposed to be Sean Strickland versus Alex Pajera. I'll let you go first on this one, Edmund. Oh. <laughs> You're surprised. I'm on, I'm on Team Alex, man. Whoa. Okay. Okay. All right. All I don't right. I think it's that much of a whoa. I mean, mm. I tend to like strikers. The man's <laughs> like a former glory kickboxing champ. Mm -hmm. And... I hate how social media really like clouds our judgment, but you know what? It is what it is. But look, I love watching the Sean Strickland sparring or training videos that pop up on Instagram or YouTube because the man's like a maniac. He's almost a meme, I feel like, online because he's just got this outrageous personality that matches like these brutal sparring videos that always get posted. The man's a crazy animal. Yep. But <laughs> don't look, tell me Alex Alex is a former kickboxing champ. Yeah. He's he's fought with like great strikers. He's very technical himself. Mhm. Mm Not to take anything away from like Sean Strickland striking cuz he is pretty technical from what I've seen, but I don't know. I, I just think when you're fighting against like an expert of his craft, a world champ in kickboxing, and we know this fight is probably going to go mainly striking, I got to give I mean, it unless Sean can get, ta get a takedown. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, though. I don't. He doesn't seem like the guy who. I don't know. I feel like he, he'd want to go the distance and strike with him Mm-hmm. okay okay he just and seems like let, that kind of guy <laughs> let me just let me just make sure this you're not going with alex just because you're buying into the the hype and the the momentum behind him because a lot of times they'll use the fact that he beat israel at Sonia. i am using that too <laughs> what okay so you're basic some of your basically you're buying into the hype I guess, but is it really hype when the man has a belt from glory and he's 
building his way up through the UFC, you know? Well, no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He is a very accomplished kickboxer. He's taller and longer than Sean. He has a reach advantage and his fighting skills can do him good. But I mean, surely you know that striking in MMA and striking in kickboxing are two different things. Like, it's a totally different ball game striking in mixed martial arts. Yeah, but I think, I think besides his one loss, hasn't he, like, finished all his fights? He has one decision, his last fight. But overall, yeah, he's a finisher. Look, Sean Strickland's super tough. I'm not saying he's going to get finished in this fight because I think he can probably take the punishment. But... Yeah, I guess I am. If you want to call it me buying into the hype, I am buying to the hype. Or is it because you are an informed fight fan and th there's no question about that, Edmund. So maybe it's not so much to say that, okay, you're buying into the hype. I mean, I guess by your own admission, there's a little bit of that. But is it possible, perhaps, the reason why you're picking Alex is because you're hoping that he wins and you're hoping that Izzy wins. So then that's the next fight that they make is Izzy versus Alex. I mean, yeah, I am. Look, <laughs> jumping the gun a little bit. I do think Israel Adesanya is going to win his fight. And I think this is the only interesting matchup for Israel Adesanya in the near future. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, he's cleaned out he's cleaned out the middleweight division. Yeah. And I mean, I, I jumping I, jumping up to light heavyweight is kind of like uh I don't I don't think he'll do it again in the near future. Yeah, I don't know why I was reacting like that. I mean, honestly, there we've seen the type of performances Adesanya has had at middleweight and no doubt there's a lot of hype around Alex because he was the guy who beat Izzy in kickboxing. And I don't know, maybe that's part of the reason why, for instance, when we look at the betting lines, there's a reason why he's the favorite. And that's probably because of all the hype that's around him. Yeah. Now, look, if Strickland wins... I mean, I, I would be surprised, but I, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I wouldn't be flipping a table or screaming at my neighbors or something. Right, right, right. It does happen. Sean Strickland is crazy tough. Yeah. He is just, they call him like the American psycho or whatever. <laughs> that used to be, know. that was uh, Stefan Bonner's nickname. So, I don't know. Either way, the dude's crazy. He looks yeah. crazy. Yeah, and... he's he's a uh, he's a little bit of a character. It seems. I mean, I'm not too familiar with it, but he's had a little bit of kind of out there sort of social media posts to yeah. say the least. I'm just kind of. Like, I mean, mainly I just look at his sparring videos, and he seems like the kind of guy who's he's either on or he's off. <laughs> he's either uh, yeah. going hard or he's not going at all it, it's mm -hmm. it's crazy okay and for the record apparently his nickname is tarzan yeah fitting fitting man i mean yeah <laughs> so I'm, i can see that i'm on team alex there okay nothing against sean strickland but i do want to see that adesanya fight happen i, I think do i think I am buying into that hype, and I do believe that his experience in glory is going to help him, especially against like someone who just likes striking. Sean Strickland's like a striker. He's fighting a world-class striker. It's, it's going to be a fun fight to watch, and yeah. The only, thing, the only things in response that I just wanted to say to that is that, yeah, he does have experience kickboxing and because of his extensive experience in kickboxing, that makes it so that he has the fighting skills that has led to his success in MMA at this point. Like because he's an experienced fighter, that's why he's doing well for himself right now. And honestly, I feel like the UFC also really wants Alex to win. I feel like 
if it, they had it their way, Alex would win that fight. Izzy wins his, and then they set up that title fight. Yeah. To Alex's credit, he does have more significant strikes. And that, by the way, really quick, all these stats I'm saying, it's based on the UFC website. So Alex does have more significant strikes landed than Sean. 5.86 to 5.53. He does have more significant strikes at 60% versus Sean's 40%. He does have less strikes absorbed per minute. Alex is at 3.05. Sean is at 3.94. And then as far as the ground game goes, yeah, Alex, he does have a 73% takedown defense. So all those things are working in his favor. But for me, the reason why I'm picking Sean for this one is because he's fought at a higher level than Alex has. He has more wins. And just generally speaking, he has more fights against the cream of the crop than Alex. In my opinion, he has a better ground and grappling or takedown prowess than Alex. His defense is really good. He's more experienced. He's younger. So, and, and honestly, Alex hasn't fought a guy like Sean yet. So I, you know yeah, what, that, that, that is very true. You know what? That is the biggest thing for me is the ground game. And then Sean's defense are the reason why I'm picking him in this fight. I know he's the underdog, but it's just me just speaking from technique wise or intellectually. That's why I'm picking Sean. Do you see Strickland employing, I guess, a wrestling strategy or a takedown strategy against Alex. I'm not saying can... he won't go for a takedown. He he probably would if the opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. I just think stylistically, he's probably more willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and bang it out with Alex. Mm -hmm. And if that takedown opportunity presents itself, he'll go for it. But I don't think he'll... That's not like his hard set first yeah. priority is to take him down. Yeah. So that's what you're think, saying. Yeah. So huh. with that being said, I my, don't know. My, I... my point is like, is that ground game really going to come that big into play? I mean, yes, it will. But the difference between someone being on the ground for one minute and being on the ground for the whole round is different. You know? Yeah. I, so, I, I do see what you're saying. I mean, honestly, I don't, as far as like, okay, will Sean use grappling? Probably he will. Is that going to be his main priority? Honestly, I don't know how to answer that because I mean, I could see it going either way. Like the type of character that, sean strickland is i could see him being a little egotistical or macho and be like okay yeah i'll stand with this guy but it's like if you want to be smart about it and you want to implement all the tactics of mixed martial arts you would go for the takedown or try to be heavy on that especially if alex isn't as experienced with it but i don't know what to say just because i don't know the type of person sean, uh, sean strickland is yeah it's hard i mean he is pretty well-rounded i'll give you that and I just don't see him looking for the takedown first game plan mm -hmm. and trying to like stall out Alex on the mat. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing saying that he would necessarily I just mean, stall. Maybe he would take him well, down and you, then do you know some what damage. I mean, though. Because no, yeah, look, yeah. Clearly, like Alex would probably just work on a lot of defense on the ground, takedown defense, and if it does go to the ground, he's probably not going to put it much of a fight he's probably just gonna survive and try to stall it out until time runs out or they get back to your feet mm -hmm. that's just how i see it i guess but i and i could be very wrong it just, i mean uh... personality and style wise i just don't see sean strickland doing that which is why that's like another point in favor of alex yeah i mean let me just make it clear if you picked Alex to win the fight, just in general, if anybody picks Alex to win, I can understand why. I'm not going to be in a huge uproar about it. I can understand why someone would go with him. It's just 
I guess for me, I kind of see more weapons available for Sean Strickland. Like he's a little more adept at all the different facets of MMA than Alex is. So I feel like that's going to favor him. And plus the fact that Sean, he has almost 30 fights to his credit, and this is going to be Alex's seventh fight. So the experience just isn't quite the same. I don't know. But I mean, it seems like for you, the biggest thing is like, because Alex has that kickboxing experience, that's why he's going to, why he may win this bout. Yeah. I, I was think... a little surprised that you picked him though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I thought like with Sean's kind of with his ground game and his prowess and all that stuff or the experience I thought. And like, because yeah, there is a lot of hype around Alex. I thought maybe you would have gone with Sean on this one. No, I mean, I feel like I usually tend to favor the strikers. <laughs> I was huge on Pewter Yan. I tend to favor strikers just because I come from a striking background. And yep. I feel like those fights are always more, more interesting just because they're always action-packed. They're always fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on Team Alex for this one, I guess. Okay. All right. The co-main event. All I can say about this is that this one, I have no idea what direction it's going to go as far as who you're picking or who you may predict will win. And this is another one where it could be that we have different picks. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. As of us recording right now, I don't have a final answer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. As we converse and all that stuff, I will come up with something. It's just here's the thing that you have to understand about this fight. This is such a highly technical fight. This these two guys are so highly skilled. This is about as even as you can get in a fight. It's just, arguably, I could say this is the most technical fight I've ever seen. These guys and this fight's just at such a high technical level that it's so hard to judge. It's almost like these guys are so good that they cancel each other out. Yeah, I could see that. Like right now, I think is the perfect time to have this fight. Why do you say that? Like, why, why is this the perfect we... time? Okay, look, Volkanovski, he's gotten the better of the past two fights with Holloway. And sure, people kind of wrote off Max Holloway, but then Max Holloway came back and his striking games just... That, are you talking about now. that thing he did against Calvin Cater? Yeah. I mean, his performance last year is just so dominant in like the striking department so now which, it's like oh, which okay. is which is how crazy i've thought about this how crazy would it be if we take what he did in the calvin cater fight when he's saying i'm the best boxer in the ufc imagine if he did that in this third fight against alex like the same thing hands down talking to the commentary team, dodging his punches against Volkanovski at this time. Dude, that would be so badass. You have to agree. Yeah. That would be so fucking badass if he just goes, I'm the best boxer in UFC against Volkanovski in this fight. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. No, 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 no. Yes, I, 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 I know so. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, because I guess I'm saying this in this sense. We're kind of, well, I don't know about us, but like in general, and maybe to an extent us, we're kind of questioning Max's chances, or I feel like there's a slight majority that think Volkanovski is going to win. But with how good Max Holloway has looked, despite the difficulties he faced in the Yair Rodriguez fight, imagine if he just comes out, blows the doors off, and just takes us all by surprise and just silences everybody that's the thing about it and in my opinion max holloway is 
the kind of guy or has the capability to do that because in my opinion he's the only guy who can give Volkanovs who can give Volkanovsky a problem or if anyone has a chance to beat Volkanovsky it's going to be Max yeah that I mean, that's especially how he is now i don't i don't think Volkanovsky's going to shut him down like he's done to other opponents well, yeah, I mean, because he hasn't done that in general against Max yeah. Holloway. When you look at when you look at the first fight, it was closely contested, and then their second fight was really controversial. Because I mean, if you remember when we were doing our Fight Island episode, we were talking about all the different scorecards that people had for that fight, and a lot of people did actually think Max Holloway won in the second fight. So, honestly, that's helping him. That's that's putting yeah. something a little bit in his favor. No, true, and uh, he just looks totally different now. Okay, uh. so so here's the thing about it is that I know that some people have concerns about Max Holloway because he tends to, like I don't know about tens, but there's the critique that he gets hit a lot. And I rewatched his fight with Yair Rodriguez, where yeah, he did get tagged a lot. So I don't know. I guess people are worried about the damage that he takes or I guess his inability to avoid taking damage. So maybe that's why people are a little concerned about him going into this rematch. Yeah, but I don't think he's, I mean, he, he's not on the level of like Nate Diaz in terms of taking damage. Okay. And which, I think, which really he's shown quick. like he could almost be like, he's in the matrix as seen with that Calvin Cater fight. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but you mentioned him, Nate as an example. Like, why is that? Well, he's just known for just taking shots he clearly could have gotten away from or blocked or moved away from. Mm -hmm. I don't think Max Holloway's one to do that kind of brawling style. I, I think he's got a little more technique behind him. Yeah, he's a little more finesse, a little more slick than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, keep in mind, when I'm saying that he got hit a lot in the Yair Rodriguez fight, I'm not saying that because he was fighting recklessly. It just played out that way. Right, right. And it, and it was a very technical fight, because if you remember from our best of 2021 episode, I picked that as my fight of the year. So, mm. I mean, I, I guess I guess it's like there's some momentum, or actually probably would be more appropriate to say there's a lot of momentum behind Volkanovsky just because of the performances that he has. Had. Yeah, like a standing TKO. That's just ridiculous. That means his striking game is to the point where you can't even do anything to him and the ref just decided to like stop it because it's just so one-sided. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he shut down Korean Zombie. He he couldn't do anything. The Korean Zombie couldn't do anything against him. Yeah. And the ref had to stop like against anyone in the UFC just to do that to a professional fighter is like holy crap. You're on a different level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now I guess I'll just say it. I'm kind of leaning more towards Holloway. Oh, okay. Just because okay, right. they had close fights before, and I think Holloway's improved more since then. But then, so you're a having standing are... TKO. Uh, the fact that Volkanovski has a standing TKO, it, it's just like I don't know. So, are, is it fair to say I've, I? You know what? I'm wondering this. I'm not just going to assume. What I'm wondering is, are you having the same back and forth that I am? It is. I, oh I am. God. Because, look, I expected him to beat Korean Zombie, but I didn't expect him to shut him down completely. You yeah. know, that was just... That was like if I fought a five-year-old, you know? <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, like, that's... He shut him down. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. But, I mean... I highly doubt that Holloway is going to be 
shut down as much as Korean Zombie was. Like, I have a hard time believing that Holloway is going to be in the same boat as Korean Zombie. I mean, if he does, that would be truly shocking. It would just be like, holy shit. The reason I'm going back, you, you have two fighters who have performed basically like crazy feats during their fights that made them look like they're both in the matrix yeah like you know ever I mean? since ever since their their ever since their back-to-back fights they both have fought two times they both won those two times and both of those times for the most part were pretty damn impressive on their end yeah there's a reason because of how good these guys are i mean i can't stress this enough just the amount of skill that's behind these two guys and when they fight these guys are so good in their weight class that even though volkanovsky technically has two wins over max they're like we're gonna book this a third time because everyone else is like not even close yeah and i mean the controversy from their last matchup alone was just sure volkanovsky won but it's like the fans and the media were like so divided on that so it's like yeah they were i mean this is a perfect third matchup buildup because they both are coming in with two wins and then they're both coming in with two really i guess like highlight reel or performance worthy wins under their belt yeah I mean, it's kind of interesting how you talk about how back and forth everyone was about the second fight, because I can totally see that sort of divided half the audience thinks Alex won, half the audience feels like Max won. People really try to break this down to try to prove their point of like why fighter A won or why the other guy won and all that stuff. Yeah, and I I, I feel like after the results of this match, there's going to be a lot of controversy too, you know? (laughs) So, okay, so you think this one will be controversial as well? Yes, but uh, I'm leaning more towards Max Holloway right now. I mean, but you don't... My my decision might change. Who knows? But I mean, you don't see a possibility that, for instance, this could be more defining. Like, when this fight is done, it's a little more definitive, and we have a conclusive end to it, and it's all done, and just... I guess at the very least, there's not going to be this definitiveness to it in the sense that, okay, they fought three times. Alex won all three of them if that happens. Alex won all three of them. So there's not really going to be a fourth fight. You're saying that there could be a fourth fight, even if Alex wins. I think it depends on the results. Probably if Alex wins, no. Okay. They're not going to do a fourth fight because on paper that's not going to attract any fans or yeah any more casual fans just because on paper it's like how do you promote that oh i beat max holloway three times and now we're going to fight for a fourth like that's because that's because that's kind of the stance that i have edmund where it's like if alex wins for a third time it's like even if it is controversial, it might be hard to like sell fans on a fourth fight when Alex yeah. has won three times. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that being a possibility. You know, it's interesting. In the entire time we've had this podcast and we've been doing prediction episodes, the hardest one for me to pick was the Jan Blahovic israel Adesanya fight. That was the one that was so hard for me to pick. And okay. this one is hard too. It's sort of similar, but kind of different in the sense that I don't feel as stressed trying to pick a winner for this. It's just more on an intellectual level. Max versus Volkanovsky 3 has been difficult for me to pick just critical thinking wise it's it's like i don't know i guess it's it's a weird thing to say that i feel like blahovic versus adesanya was tougher for me to pick but this one it is challenging but in its own ways it's just that it's not as stressful or i don't have that intense back and forth like i did for that but i have had a difficult time because honestly even re-watching their first two fights i kept going back and forth on some of the rounds as far as who won which rounds 
Yeah. Oh God. Oh, I mean, God. here's the thing. I mean, now that you said it like that, I, I think it makes sense because Blahovich versus Adesanya is basically the unknown of how Adesanya is going to perform as a light heavyweight. That was yeah. a huge, a huge unknown because it was like, yeah, he can easily make that weight. He came in with pizza during the weigh-ins, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, the difference in power is a huge factor. We don't know what that's going to be like here. I think it's, we have so much information between these two mm -hmm. and we've seen them fight before and it's been so close. Yeah. I could see why it just be like a huge intellectual process of like, well, this happened, but then this also happened before. Let, then... let me, let, uh, just to give you an idea, Earlier today, I was re-watching their fights, and there'd be, for instance, from their first fight, I would literally re-watch round three multiple times, over and over. Like, round three would end, and then I'd just go back to the beginning of round three to try to make a decision. So, I think also what led to the stress from 259 was just the fact that I was kind of on a roll as far as predictions go, so I wanted to keep that going. And then also there was a little bit of, like, I guess that emotional or that pride sort of side where i don't know i i, I didn't want to just go with the hype train which i felt like there was a lot of that for adesanya going into the light heavyweight title fight this one i guess it's not as stressful because these guys are so good i could see a case being made for either one of them that's how good these guys are i know i say that for the other fights i wouldn't be surprised if you picked them but it's like this one especially is a case where if you say Max wins, I can't get angry at you for that. If you say Volk wins, then I can't get angry at you for that. Before, it was like, okay, am I going with Adesanya just because it's hype? And I don't want to do that. Like, I actually want to really believe in my answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean... God, I, I just like, even right now, I'm just like thinking, I keep going back and forth but this is a prediction episode we can't have me be indifferent to it so yeah the fans gotta know you gotta yep, lock in and yep they gotta know they gotta know you know what i am going to say holloway wow we're agreeing okay yeah which I'm a little surprised, and to be honest, I don't feel entirely confident saying that answer, look, even I'm as not, I just look, said it. But come, come like the night before the fight, I could change my answer too. Like I, I, I get what you're feeling. This is, this is a very close matchup. Stylistically, they're both strikers and very good strikers. I think Holloway has more on the edge of like boxing for boxing for MMA and then Volk has more of an edge all around as like a kickboxer and just all around striking but yep not to say one is better than the other really because the fact that you're really good with just boxing means if it's ever in a clinch you got more of an advantage and kickboxer or strikers who are just good as like a kickboxer all around they're usually pretty good a little farther out in that mid-range long range but anyways yeah it's super close there's a few things like technique wise that i just wanted to share about this fight is the fact that leg kicks and distance or cage control i feel like are going to be key here and Part of the reason why this fight is so hard to pick a winner for is because I feel like both Volkanovski and Holloway make great use of the space. They use it well. And it's like sort of along the lines of from watching their first two fights, even though Volkanovski is backed up, is backing up and Holloway's moving forward, it's Alex is still being aggressive he's still putting on offense he's not just backing up like basically he's backing up but he's still landing shots being offensive scoring points and all that stuff so that's what makes it difficult to judge i just feel like those things are going to play a factor in this fight yeah 
and 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 it's just the fact that the reason why i'm going with max is because i've seen things where i've seen how he's done against volkanovsky to make me believe that he has a good chance he's been performing well in his two fights he's had since their second fight and honestly i think he responded really well in the rematch when they fought the second time he adjusted and corrected things well and i think it's just i guess it's sort of a fact that if the second fight wasn't as controversial as it was then maybe i wouldn't pick max to win yeah it's just since since it was the way it was and a lot of people thought max could win that's the reason why i'm going with him this will be a, a i guess we i guess we need to move on from this but just i guess the last thing that we have time to say that is to me i feel like this is going to be a legacy defining fight yeah and i mean this is the fight i'm looking to the most on this card that's for sure i was telling my girlfriend this that when this fight happens i'm going to be watching it very closely and I, I, to, to try to do a score for this but i just say it's legacy defining because volkanovsky i think is a future all-time great holloway was that guy before volkanovsky came in and it's sort of along the lines of if volkanovsky wins then it will just build up his legacy and sort of basically he'll take that all-time great spot that maybe holloway would have taken if it weren't for these fights i don't know yeah <laughs> and i wonder if this is actually the longest that we've spent this episode on which i feel like is a little uneventful because Probably. i feel like i feel like for the main event we're not going to spend as much time on it yeah i mean adesanya yeah adesanya yeah it's just like <laughs> all right adesanya all right well thanks for listening everybody no, just... no but i mean i i just at this point in time it's very hard for me to pick against israel adesanya at middleweight and just i mean he has the skills so it's kind of hard for me to pick against Izzy. I mean, Jared, he's a strong guy. The elbows that he landed on Derek Brunson in his last fight, they were vicious. So he definitely has that savageness and that power to him. But it just overall, I think Adesanya has what it ha has what it takes to get it done. Yeah, I mean, he's the complete package, Adesanya. He's got the skill he's got the power he's got the physicality he has the ring iq it's just it's all there and the only thing that stopped him was light heavyweight because physically all those physical attributes were just kind of neutralized at that higher weight class so yeah i mean and also when we look at i keep referring to the stats here but it does play a factor in my decision making i mean aside from izzy's skill sets and all that stuff he's six foot four jared is five foot eleven he has an 80 inch reach jared has 77 and a half his leg reach 44 and a half to jared's 41 and a half so it's kind of looking in his favor also i think yeah okay so he's younger than him so i honestly honestly i i don't have much to say about this fight other than that sort of stuff yeah i mean his power level is over nine thousand. i don't know what else to say <laughs> i don't know a little bit of a fun fact when we're going down this fight card just thinking about it is that there's two people on this card named sean same spelling too there's two people on this card named alex and volkanovsky and adesanya they're both from the same camp yeah so there's a lot of you know pairs on this card hey man i mean i guess it's kind of cool that adesanya and volkanovsky are headlining this whole event and they're both from the same gym too it's mm -hmm. it's kind of cool i mean i i guess like one thing i kind of am curious about like i know we're both going with adesanya but is there anything that Jared can do to like win this bout? Like, do you see an outlet for him to win? 
Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess, look, I mean, the ground game has always been what everyone says might work against Adesanya, but then it's like the, well, the man... Well, that's not entirely true, though. I yeah, mean, that, that doesn't... If you don't have the weight behind it, I don't think it's really going to work. Yeah. Like, it I... worked in light heavyweight because the 15 20 pound difference is pretty significant but yeah well i I mean i'll say this not saying a whole lot about the main event if jared cannonier wins there will be plenty of things to talk about (laughs) (laughs) what i mean i that's a lot of pressure for jared I'll be completely honest. Jared Cannonier is not going to listen to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're not that big yet. <laughs> but we can be if you guys share it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But 276, it's a stacked event. It's a stacked card. Should be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. How about you, Edmund? Yeah, man. I, I am looking forward to it. A Holloway fight's going to be crazy. Yep. Adesanya, winner, like, he's probably going to win, but it's still going to be a pretty entertaining fight. He's very entertaining in the octagon. And yeah, I, it, it's going to be a good card. It's going to be a really good card. I was going to say, he, uh, Adesanya is very entertaining in the octagon, except against Yoel Romero. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll be curious to see how these play out. I'm probably most interested in the Max Volkanovsky fight just to sort of see like, okay, what ends up being right or what have you. But I don't know. We'll see how all these fights play out. They're happening on Saturday. If you're an MMA fan, check it out. Don't miss it. But that's our predictions. So thanks to everybody who listened to this episode. If you want to share your picks with the card, you can do it on our social. We're on Instagram. It's at Unified Rules Podcast. We're on Twitter at Unified Rules PO1. Or if you have questions or inquiries, you can email us at unifiedrulespodcast at gmail.com. So the fights are on Saturday. We'll see how it all plays out. Take care, everybody.